0: Hello, 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 guys, and welcome to this edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia, and together with me is Sunanda Vashisht. How are you doing, Sunanda?
1: Good. How are you, Adit? Uh, great. Have you been getting some sleep? Uh, well, I try to. I know. Once Gujarat <laughs> elections are over, you're our um in-house sophologist. don't get any... By the way, cephalologists don't get any sleep in India because one election finishes and another one comes. And then another one exactly. comes.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and... If and you if you are a sophologist if if you are a like um, uh, like we are the problem is that you follow uh, equal elections in India and across the world with equal gusto. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, without further ado, let me introduce you all to our panelists this week. Uh, it is a sophologist with Times Now with uh, um, and you've seen him on various channels a data analyst data analyst and uh, one of the sharpest political minds I know who uh, gets numbers for you is Jay mrug how are you. Jay? Jai. Hey Adit.
2: Hi Sananda. How are you guys
0: doing? Yeah. Great.
1: Uh, I want to say something here, um Adit. Our very first guest on Mind Debate was Jay Mrug. And right. you know And you know what we discussed then? 2014 elections. Uh We had just come from 2014 elections, and we did. Time flies.
0: No, it was a year after 2000. It was one year of 2014.
1: 2014. Time flies.
0: You know the funny thing is, and I have a little anecdote to share. So how uh, how Jay and me connected were because I got uh, the number, and I don't know if you remember Jay. We were he did like an opinion poll at that time uh, with Times Now, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about the rising vote share of BJP in Kerala and how the Nair's would go back, Nair's and the Adawas would go back to the BJP. So this was in 2012, five years later BJP was trying making headway in Kerala. They are the uh, number one political party in India.
1: It's amazing, time Time flies, time
0: flies. So uh, why we have Jai today uh, is uh, to discuss Uh. the Roy Moore Senate seat in Alabama. (laughs) <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh, we have Jay here to talk about the Gujarat elections. We uh, promised our listeners the complete show on Gujarat elections, and the, the first twenty minutes of the show—that's what it's going to be. Of course, for the results, there'll be a different show. But um, so I wanted to, uh, before I get to Jay, uh, without further ado, just tell everything what has happened uh the first phase uh there has been polls in the first phase 89 seats have gone to the uh, of the 182 have gone to polls the other seats go to polls on the 14th Twelfth uh, is the deadline for campaigning, so you have pretty much one and a half days. Tell us which in areas
1: India. roughly went to polls. In the uh, you had
0: season. the Saurashtra and the Kutch region and mm-hmm. South Gujarat mm-hmm. essentially, which went to polls, and now North and Central Gujarat will go to polls. Yeah. Uh, I'll leave the, the extensive number crunching to Jay. What he thinks about it, um, and we'll come to the overall projections later. But Jay, what is your first sense? Um uh,
2: my first sense is that. Uh, this is not as much a key cork, uh, as it was thought out to be for the BJP. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Primarily, like, if you just look into the numbers, I think the numbers are pretty, pretty instructive. Yeah. Um, if you look at the first-phase seats, mm-hmm. yeah, here in the urban seats, the BJP had a huge lead, 53 versus 34. Mm-hmm. 53 percentage of votes for the BJP, 34 percentage of votes for the Congress.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Just go to the rural areas in the first phase. Mm-hmm. The difference is just 5 percentage points. Yep. It was 44 for the BJP, 39 for the Congress. This is, these are 2012 numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Now, look at phase 2. It's still more interesting. It's 54 versus 37. 54 percentage mm-hmm. points for the BJP, 37 percentage points for the Congress, which
0: more or less mirrors the urban Ahmedabad, you know, urban yeah.
2: baroda sort mm-hmm. of vote share. Yeah. Go to the rural areas, and I think this is where the challenge is now. Mm. hold your breath guys it was 43.1 for the bjp and 42.9 for the congress That damn close in 2012 itself so now you know where you're getting all the numerous number of press Mm. conferences numerous number of new controversies from this is a contest
0: And also to add something, um, North and Central Gujarat, uh, at that time, uh, North Gujarat or the Panch Mahal area was considered to be a, uh, where Vaghela was a little mm-hmm. stronger mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of milk federations and all uh, thing. Uh, where BJP has actually made a dent this time uh, in the milk federations and so. And in the Charotar belt is your Bharatsi Solanki's uh, uh, belt. Mm-hmm. But what is different this time is that Across rural Gujarat, there is almost a 50 50 split. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jai, in parts of North Gujarat and Central Gujarat, Hardik Patel is proving to be a factor in, in select seats. Yeah. yeah. So See, it's very interesting. Actually, Hardik
2: Patel's phase was a phase one phase. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially the particular areas of Saurashtra. Hmm. Yeah. And the, the uh, urban hub of Surat. Hmm. Especially in Surat, where I believe there were posters having photographs of the 14 Paadidars who were, you know, apparently or allegedly, uh, you know, uh, uh, killed in, in police action <laughs> uh, and then asking, you know, whether you want to really vote for this party over there. Uh, now, phase two, we're really looking at the challenge is where, uh, you know, is the hometown of both Partidar and Alpesh. Yeah, Mehsana, Viramgaam, that area. <laughs> both Alpesh and Jignesh are contesting in phase two seats. Mm. Okay, that that uh, that again makes it interesting. Mm. However, in phase two, what I'm really looking forward to is, as uh, you know, Adit pointed out, the milk cooperative. Now, mm. uh, we just made a list of those seats. I just tried to enumerate a number. Mm. Yeah, there are twenty one such seats where a milk cooperative. You know, so in Maharashtra, we sh- we we are having sugar barons, uh, and uh, okay, uh, this is uh, uh, you know. Uh, I would say uh, uh, my world premiere on mind for this new term that I'm coining. Okay, I'm going to call it milk baron, and mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's being first used on mind, so people can proudly talk about it. <laughs> Chod, drum roll. So we have these milk barons in Gujarat, huh. uh, and we I'm seeing them influence at least about 21 assembly seats. Yeah, yeah, majorly mm-hmm. in north and central Gujarat. Mm-hmm importantly north gujarat you know because those were areas of bjp was essentially weak like Vav, tharad dhanera Data, in fact mm. kakrej radhanpur chanasama mm. come down to central gujarat even in padra and karjat mm. uh, you know and most importantly a whole host of leaders that the bjp got to defect during uh, ahmed patel's rajas election many of them were milk parents like mm. ram singh parmar from Thasara, mm. Yeah. so i think Milk is, is, is going to be the new sugar in Gujarat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we will closely watch how these milk barons
0: perform mm-hmm. in the area. But one, one seat, and before I come to Sunanda, I think one seat is BJP short, short is Vav because Shankar Chaudhary is very, very popular mm-hmm. um, in that region. And he's uh, a very senior BJP leader. A lot of people say that in line uh, for the CM ship as well. So. Okay.
1: Let me ask you a question what is driving this close you know you are saying that even in 2012 um, uh, you know congress and bjp were so close as to in terms of vote share congress does not have a face in gujarat congress has been out of power for 22 years hmm. what is driving this is it is it gst is it but gst was not there in 2012 what is driving this are you saying the
0: traditional vote base of congress has not eroded no. Okay. So I'm going to come to Jay in a second. But this projection, I, I, I have said this as well, that Congress suffers because of it doesn't project a leader. But that suffrage is limited to the urban areas of Gujarat. In very semi-rural seats or something, where happens? In some rural seats where the Congress MLA's, and there are some Congress MLA's who've done work when they go up against, or when a BJP ele- MLA was elected and he has not, he or she has not done work, and Congress has won, the local MLA matters more. So you're than saying the it's,
1: face. it's not Rahul Gandhi's thing. gaps will not matter here if the local MLA has. It will some...
0: because I'll tell you where because BJP gets eighty percent of the urban seats that go to poll. Mm-hmm. Rural is always like a 50-50 or fifty-five forty-five. Gujarat is primarily
1: a urban uh, 40% state. Forty percent
0: urban, yeah. R- right? Jay, forty percent urban, I think. Gujarat? Yeah,
1: Gujarat is almost 40% open. Uh-huh. Yeah. 40% so, open, which Us- is much more than any other Usme, state.
0: If you make an 80% dent, mm. that is like 60 out of 75 no, seats. No, my question
1: was different, Adit, uh, to you and Jai. My question was, see, Gujarat has been a, traditionally a Congress state before these 22 years. No. So, no, before that, before no. the BJP thing, no. Gujarat has
0: been a Congress state. No, no, love okay, me, let, me, let me bridge the gap.
1: Uh-huh. Let, me, let me bridge the gap.
0: Love, was because of an anti-Congress movement. No, no, I
1: understand that. But Congress did rule Gujarat for for a long time, and they did have a vote share. What I'm trying but, to ask you oh, is sorry, this: yes. Has BJP not been able to erode the traditional no. vote base of Congress? That's my question. Yeah. But,
2: yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll 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 try and answer that. Okay. See, the Congress's worst performance was in uh, 1990, mm-hmm. yep. when it polled about 30% of the votes in the assembly. Hmm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, no.
0: Yeah. It's it got 33 seats.
2: 33 seats, and the vote share was about 30%. Mm
0: -hmm. Now,
2: in the next election that followed, okay, uh, that was 1995, the BJP got 42, and the Congress got 32. Mm. Okay? Which means, take 1990 or 95, there was something like a 30-32% core for the Congress. Mm -hmm. Now, what has happened successively over the years is the BJP and the and consequently, the Congress, I mean, the BJP grew, it grew stronger and stronger. And therefore, every non-BJP vote that existed in the state polarized in favor of the Congress, saying that the Congress grew stronger and stronger. See, one interesting irony, which nobody know, uh, you know, records in terms of numbers, is that the Congress and the BJP vote share has always been apart by 10% in every single poll since
1: 1995.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, last time it shrunk to about 8.5 or 9. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in 1995, it was 42 versus 32. In 1998, it was 45 versus 35. In 2002, it was 50 versus 40. Mm-hmm. In 2007, it was 49 versus 39. In 2012, it was 48 versus 37.
0: Wow. Versus 39. And, and that too, Jay, because the two percent went to GPP. Mm. GPP. Huh. So, so if GPP was there, it probably would have been 10 percent as well, mm-hmm. BJP and mm-hmm. Congress. Mm-hmm. Now,
2: the fact is that the Congress, therefore, as a consequence of the growth of the BJP, and it being the natural anti-BJP poll in the state, irrespective of whether it had face or not, right? Mm. Had a minimum of 35% over the last one and a half decades. Mm. That's
1: interesting. Now, yeah,
2: now, now, add to that a scenario when the attraction for the BJP was the least. Okay, Mm. one election which nobody knows, it's a very, uh, you know, a fact that is very rarely cited. It is a 2004 Lok Sabha election.
0: (laughs) You know, and this is, uh, just just hold that thought in a second. I'm coming to you back in five seconds. Just five seconds. So, Jay, uh, yeah, you, you, you said it absolutely right, uh, because I mentioned it last time or the time before, that a lot of people don't talk about the 2004 Lok Sabha. So, you were saying something, yeah, on that.
2: Yeah, see, that was uh, an election when the Congress won 12 Parliament seats and the BJP won 14. Hmm. Yeah. And there was... a uh, you know, if you look at the uh, actual assembly seat-wise leads, if you look at the Congress with its ally, the NCP, yeah. okay, the assembly was actually split half, ninety-one, ninety-one. Yeah. And the vote shares were just about two to three percentage points apart.
0: Yeah.
2: So, in the face of the BJP, not let's not forget at that point of time the BJP was having six years of a national government incumbency against it, mm-hmm. as well as a state government. BJP, which was in power for 7 years from 1995, hmm. uh, sorry, with a small break, so again say from 1998
0: onwards, about hmm. 6 years for the... About the same, I would say, sector. yeah. So that, even a leaderless Congress
2: appeared hmm. to get as close as within 3 percentage points of the BJP. Hmm.
0: So
2: that's, that's the sort of dynamics you're looking at,
1: especially in the rural area. <laughs>
0: And and don't forget, at that time, the Deputy Prime Minister of India was fighting from Gujarat, yeah, LKR yeah, 1. Yeah. And probably that was um, Modi's most aggressive campaign I have ever seen. Hmm. I, have, I I don't think I have... The, the 2004 Lok Sabha, maybe because he had a sense hmm. that what is happening in Gujarat. And I Jay, I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, they lost Rajkot also that time, right? Vallabh Bhai the Rajkot city, the Rajkot urban seat was one of the seats they actually lost at that one. Yeah. Mm. And um, ironically enough, the CM is fighting from Rajkot Raj- West. This time. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, and, and I think Vallabh Bhai Katheria, right, and uh, the, uh, Vallabh Bhai Katheria, who was the MP, I think now he's the, uh, um, I think he's the in the Milk Federation as well. Yes, I could, something like that, I forget. Um, but at that time, you also have to f- factor in one thing. The old guard of the BJP was revolting against Darendra Modi. 2004, Lok Sabha He did was not the-
1: have the party completely, a state unit completely under his control no
0: he 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 hadn't uh, all the people who weren't agreed with agreeing with him were still in the BJP yeah. that's a better way of putting it mm. 2007 they were all out of the BJP or mm. just out of the BJP yeah. 2012 they were completely out 2017 they are all completely back mm. because I saw I saw a rally in Ahmedabad where he Gordon Zaddafi was sharing stage with Narendra Modi. can you imagine five years ago the kind of things he told about Narendra Modi in yeah. in rally it was yeah that uh, was interesting. It was very interesting. but And Gurdhan Sadafya was the home minister of Gujarat at one point of time. I remember that. So So
1: overall, um, what is expected for the second uh, phase of elections? North and central Gujarat. Jai?
2: Overall, I think for the second phase of Gujarat, we are really looking at a BJP, which is having to slog it out in the rural areas with... Some grace in central Gujarat because of the Congress MLA's who've defected, mm-hmm. as well as uh, you know the milk cluster, which is you know likely to give them some support. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the BJP is going to try and say we're doing well in the tribal areas. Mm-hmm. But I believe uh, the urban areas of Ahmedabad, especially the pockets of North Gujarat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would especially look at Mehsana, uh, Sabarkantha, and Banaskatha districts. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is going to be the place where the BJP is, is, is really up against a challenge. Mm. And uh, it's. Uh, I, I believe it's a fight down to the wire over there.
0: Absolutely. Mehsana is where the Deputy CM Nitin Patel is fighting from. And I have heard rumors that he is in a little bit of trouble.
1: Hmm. So, so the CM and Deputy CM both are fighting
0: yeah seats. but the cm i would say is in a little safer spot than nithin patel because rajkot west is a traditional bjp seat uh Wala who was the uh, narendra modi himself was an mla once mm-hmm. but Vajubhai was has been an mla for the last eight elections mm-hmm. before rupani or maybe more i don't know he's been mla forever forever uh, mm-hmm. so he's the governor of karnataka right now yeah, okay. but uh, so it's a traditional bjp seat Mahsana is. I wouldn't say so, but uh, we'll see. And how the Partidhar agitation plays out. What um, in what you said about Ahmedabad is uh, fascinating as well. That I there I talk to people and there are pockets of Ahmedabad where they are seeing Congress posters where they would not see traditionally Congress posters. I th- still think BJP is going to win probably 70% of the seats easily, mm-hmm. but can Congress squeeze out one or two seats mm-hmm. is the real question. Uh,
1: let me ask Same. you a question. You've already said that Hardik Patel is a factor in these elections. In some he, seats. In some yeah. seats. Yes. What about the other two, Alpesh Akor and uh, Jignesh Mehwani?
0: I'll let Jay answer first and then Jay. I'll go on.
1: Jay? Okay, Jay. Uh, Alpesh
2: uh, has gotten some degree of support for the Congress. There are rumors that places where he has put up his own candidate, <laughs> the local Congress guys are not taking it well. Oh, okay. uh, that's that's one issue. The other issue that we are really looking at is, uh, of course, Dignesh. The Dalits constitute no more than 7% of Gujarat, uh, but the choice of seated that Dignesh has had is technically a good seat, it has a good amount of Dalit population, good amount of Muslim population, uh, however there is a Congress rebel as well. Now it seems that after Rahul Gandhi went there for a rally two or three, de- three days ago, the situation has improved uh, and you know he could scrape through maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, if there's a real value addition to
0: the Congress, i see it in the form of Alpesh. You know, and also, Jay, Jignesh is not your, doesn't see, although, I mean, of course, he's a Gujarati, he doesn't seem like a Gujarat Congress leader, so to speak, right? I mean, he's on an independent thing. He almost seems, he would almost seem like he is a JNU type leader, with the, considering the kind of leftists he's been quoting support from um, and stuff.
1: Jignesh, he has gotten support from um, <laughs> Arundhati Roy she has given him money mm-hmm. and now Yogendra Yadav so mm-hmm. I don't know how that will work in traditional Gujarat mindset I I, I don't know
0: I if, mean if, if <laughs> Ar-
1: isn't Arundhati Roy supporting a candidate Arundhati Roy of <laughs> Narmada, you know infamous uh, campaign isn't that case of death
0: I, I was actually joking with a friend all the BJP candidate needs to do and say that this is the guy who got support from somebody who's opposed to the Sardar Sarovar project. That's what I said. I
1: mean, exactly. I said yeah. Arundhati Roy, who sat on a, who made her life's mission to oppose Sardar Sarovar. dam, she is supporting him. I mean, that's case of death in Gujarat, I would say. I mean, I don't know how he took, as a Gujarati, did he not even have that little no, sense No, but I'm of telling
0: you, he, he almost would seem like a, he almost doesn't seem like a Gujarati, Gujarat Congress candidate, right? He seems mm. like a CPIM candidate. Exactly. So Which I, is
1: not to say that there is much difference.
0: <laughs> no, in Guj- between Gujarat Congress and CPIM there is uh, because in Gujarat Congress I don't think no, you will find anyone supporting Arundhati Roy
1: no but you also said yeah, that he doesn't seem to be of Gujarat
0: Congress so maybe he's an outlier even he is Gujarat an outlier. Congress, he's a complete a- and outlier and this is the crux of this election yeah. and, and uh, I'm coming to Jay in a second about this that and this is what I had written a piece I sent you my piece Jay about that that the BJP is on a little bit of a back foot but the Congress has not done anything to be in the poll position yeah. Didn't you sense that, Jay?
2: Uh, I believe in the last two, three months, we have put in some effort to get into the poll position. Hmm. Uh, but uh, it's not something that it should have been, you know, something like a concerted two to three-year campaign hmm. with a continuous, you know, an opposition which seems live and kicking all the time. Hmm. That was something that was not done. And the second factor is because that was not done, you always feel that, you know, wow, with Rahul Gandhi coming, there is an X factor, mm. but you lack a local leader. Mm. Had they worked for three years continuously, that lack of local leader
0: factor would have perhaps been ameliorated to a great extent. Mm. Absolutely. That, that, that's, that's where I see the, the problem. The and economy. also uh, the Shankar Vagela factor, because a lot of people are will they, won't they, um, will he, won't he sort of thing. So I don't mm. know what uh, what is the deal with that. So, but anyways, before you go, and I know I know, we, uh, we've kept you long enough for this, but I want you to uh, give, uh, I mean, I don't know, are you allowed to make an uh, assessment as it like, because I I know right now the opinion polls haven't, uh, uh, like the, uh, the election is still going Actually, going actually on. We, we, we can be giving out numbers right now. Oh but all i would say is that wow this this
2: seems to be uh, one of the most keenly contested elections in gujarat mm. and uh, and, uh, and and you and you can trust my words till the last uh, uh, minute to campaign is available mm. you know that's about say 5 pm on the on the 12th of december mm. you are going to expect a lot more crackers Uh, Fire bursting And and, and, uh, a lot more Sizzling controversy Absolutely And let me ask you So what were your
0: Opinion poll numbers Jay? Because since Opinion poll numbers uh,
2: At times 116 for the bjp uh-huh. and about 64 to 74 for
0: the congress mm, that, is, that is
1: something close to your numbers you have said 95 to 105 100
0: to 205 but yeah 100. you can say 95 to 105 that's also.
1: what you have said yeah. i'm going to hold you to that I, oh,
0: absolutely and the reason why i'm not saying 95 to 105 is i'm putting the median around 100 and 203 i okay. think they will cross the 100 mark okay
1: so um, Jay will you come back after the elections
0: absolutely to grill me on this whether it happens or not but um, uh, it's a lot of fun to grill people who go
1: out on the limb like I never do that because I don't have the expertise to do that but I can always hold you to the like, fire <laughs> like someone told me yesterday he's
0: like you're a brave man to predict this election I'm like if I cannot predict this one I don't know which one I'll predict and, yeah. and I'll, I've been saying this for the last 7 to 8 months especially in Saurashtra there is so much discontent yeah. Against uh, BGP. so it's it's fascinating, um, and and let's see how the factors play out. So uh, once again, Jay, thank you so much for joining this uh, for us, us for this part of mine Podcast. It was great discussing this you. with you.
1: Thank you so much. I'm sure our listeners will really enjoy this analysis. Thanks, Jay. Thank you.
0: Uh, so, I mean, when we were discussing, a very interesting thing happened, Sunanda. Mm-hmm. And I was able to hack at the EVMs in Ellis Bridge. Really? Not from here. And then? I transferred my hacking software to my cousin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just joking, of course. <laughs> there is joke. nothing like that. Um, in case people take me seriously. I, know. Uh, I have not transferred anything to my cousin, not mm-hmm. even WhatsApp forwards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not possible. I mean, election commission has gone said it no, over sh- and over and over and over again that EVMs are standalone machines they cannot somebody said you know the minute you say that they can be connected this is like saying that your pressure cooker and your microwave got connected I mean
0: what are you talking about didn't no, Kelly and Conway or something said you hear about microwave being a potential camera I forgot something I don't remember but somebody said
1: that it was funny but, uh, this is
0: asked no the, the, the crazy part is not about people okay people have questions about the EVM question it. I have no issues with people questioning EVMs and you can ask questions to it. It's a free country. But when people like Prashant Bhushan, Sagarika Ghosh, pedal Conspiracy Theories, uh no, see, questioning is not wrong. Peddling conspiracy
1: theories without any uh, And I really question. wanted to write an
0: email to Arjun Bhai, uh, or Arjun Maudhwadia, uh so that, uh, I mean, I don't think he has ever been quoted by Prashant Bhushan and Sagarika Ghosh so frequently and other people from the left so to speak, yeah. as about when he was yesterday about the EVM controversy. I mean, this was funny. I, um, I was talking to people. from I mean, Am- I don't even feel like talking about it no, because
1: this is such a. I, I talked to
0: people thing. in Ahmedabad, across Party lines and they were all laughing. Yeah. So, like, yeah,
1: EVM ka hota, hai, Why didn't it happen in Bihar? Hmm? Why didn't it happen in I Bihar? actually
0: had tweeted that. No, I know. Why didn't
1: it happen?
0: Why didn't I it happen in Delhi? I mean seriously. I know. Yeah, this is
1: this is really up. By the way, I have to
0: say, apparently AAP is fighting on some seats in Gujaratna, but no one seems to be talking about no, that. no, 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 no. Uh, to before Punjab to everybody was so BJP has I had
1: already tweeted that BJP wants um, Congress <laughs> uh, um, it may be a close election but we are predicting that BJP will um, win comfortably so once the uh, Congress loses then uh, they are going to say it was 50% EVMs uh, 25% uh, Manishankar Ayer and 25% Salman uh, Nizami that made him lose the election Rahul Ji
0: champion and people in Gujarat who don't know Salman who Salman Nizami is that's okay you're not missing out on anything yeah neither do a lot of us <laughs> Huh? But
1: some of us, because he belongs to Kashmir, no, no, I do. I mean, some of us. No, no, I'm saying some of us had outed him long time ago. That's what I'm saying. No, I, I have us seen his it.
0: tweets in 2012, yes. 11, maybe even and more. I have uh, that or 12 or 13, said, I don't that remember.
1: this is a jihadi element. I don't know how he found way in Congress that time. Because I had tabhi said, be
0: uski then, he position Thi. Yes,
1: and, uh, and which is very, very strange. I have no idea how he found his way in position, or why should I be, um, uh, you know, surprised? Those are the elements which are finding <laughs> way in and sonia congress so um, you know and then manishankar Jaib, which is another um zeher ki kheti 2.0 or um, Uh, Mothka Saudagar 2.0 where he said and he gave a full toss to PM and why shouldn't he take it I mean he's a political animal why shouldn't uh, pathetic uh, comment pathetic comment completely I mean it was and for um, Manishankar Ayer to go and say that he does not understand Hindi Hindi is not his mother tongue that is complete rubbish he speaks fluent Hindi another question I do not understand is that Manishankar Ayer was a diplomat he was an IFS officer if diplomats are taught anything they are taught how to use Use, how to speak in measured tones. I don't know how he found way. I, I don't know but how he was in can, IFS. Can he,
0: not just this guy. He went to Pakistan and didn't say Hamelaye. Yeah. No, no, in, oh, in, in Hindi. Yes, in Hindi. And he's a Urdu, diplomat?
1: In Urdu. He speaks from Urdu also because he was posted in um, uh, you know, Pakistan. On a radio show in um, Pakistan, he also called half his uh, Saeed the uh, the you know butcher of 2611 he called him half his um, sahab and that's why i said i said sure the person who finds half his say that you know uh, wants him to call half his uh, sahab will surely find prime minister of india niche it's not about who is the prime minister it is the prime minister of the country you cannot call someone with that a
0: derogatory term no no i don't think if, if if it is of course you cannot call him that but i'm saying even if Modi was not the prime that's minister said, he was a regular individual you, you cannot call votes. anybody no. 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 Call no. prime minister no. you cannot call and, anybody and he is a pompous windbag yeah. and and uh, uh, apart from uh, other things but he
1: is he's uh, by the way there is another um, convergence of CPI(M) and um, Congress he was in CPI(M) in his uh, No, congress. I think uh,
0: he's a standing manifestation of the convergence of the left and the congress yeah. so, he was
1: a member of CPI(M) but anyway and
0: a, the islamist component uh, because he Islamists, completely sorry. refuses to condemn Islamist, but he does condemn it. But what I'm saying yeah. is the nail of jihadi terrorism. It doesn't, doesn't call it. Abhi, Abhi, then he made another comment with Pakistan when he was doing some conference with Khursh, Khurshid Kasuri or whatever. I don't so, know. Um,
1: Sudhir Kumar wrote a phenomenal piece on um, this in Mindmakers. He said this is not about how Manishankar Ayer said this. This is about how long he has been abusive and how he has been able to get away with it. Exactly. It's that it's not about this comment sure this comment is terrible no, no, and the but funniest, understand that Manishankar Ayer is a serial offender and he's been able to get away with the help of congress and with the help of um, uh, Latvians media so to speak he has been able to get away with everything the
0: funniest thing is he called himself a freelance congressy i don't know what the bloody hell that is to, anybody who is to not what anybody
1: I, who is not a gandhi nehru gandhi is a freelance congressy because they are <laughs> they can be disposable they're dispensable, time. <laughs> exactly
0: Um, absolutely from the party that is but yeah Yeah. so um, that's that on the Manishankar Ayer fracas so to speak Uh, I wanted to end this week's podcast with a slightly somber note Uh, one of our finest actors Shashi Kapoor passed away, and I when I say one of finest, one of Indian cinema's finest actors. Absolutely, one I of I say world that, cinema's finest actors. Right, I say that with all seriousness. Uh, I think probably in his contemporaries, he was, after Sanjeev Kumar, he probably was the most talented. I think. Uh, Sanjeev Kumar is probably one of my favorite actors, yeah. but that's again a personal choice. Yeah. But uh, Shashi Kapoor was phenomenal. But where I give him a little bit of nod over him was he was not just an actor; he was a visionary. Yeah. He was a director. Uh, might have not made the best movie in Ajuba, but
1: <laughs> Ajuba was the only outlier because he was trying to get. Um, uh, but, get some, uh, but, yeah, but, but there's a reason but, why that was made. Yeah, I
0: know, I know. But what? Uh, now that that's out of the way, um, what I give him the most credit for is some a place I love, a place I always go to when I'm in Mumbai, Prithvi Theatre. Yeah, A magical place. If you're a lover of theatre, art, I mean, that place is amazing. Without mics, oh. just to see a play there. Yeah. And it still uh, uh, thrives under Sanjana Kapoor. He was, a ma- he was called a madman at that Sanjana time. Sanjana Kapoor is out
1: now. She's been out since... 2012 um, and it's been run with quite you know, oh, Sanjana nicely I'm sorry. Yeah, Sanjana yeah. is out now Kunal took a, took care of it and then he brought in Sanjana and now Sanjana is out but anyway let me take a minute to talk about Chashi Kapoor because he is someone that I have really been fascinated about you know to be I, I've written this in my piece to be the third son of a towering figure like Prithviraj Kapoor is not a joke to be you know, to grow in the shadow of a precocious man like Raj Kapoor, who directed Avara at the age of 27. And he had already directed two films before that. He had a studio. RK Studios was already in his early 20s. He had already built a studio. Aag uh, had come, Barsat had come in 27. He made um, Avara. And then uh, Shami Kapoor, who ruled romantic comedy, um, uh, you know, genre of Indian cinema, completely ruled it. And then Tumsani Dekha and Jungli and all that and then here comes what would he do what was there for him to do and I find him so different from other Kapoor brothers in that he his commitment to the craft was so complete that at one end he was playing in 19 remember his career started in 1961 with char diwari and then one of his biggest hits jab jab phool khile was 1965 yes. most actors who do this regular cinema and parallel cinema they will do a regular cinema and then they will go around um, you know um, uh, going to go to parallel cinema later which um, pa- what, let's say meaningful cinema in recent case amir khan is a good example of he did his masala um, thing and amir khan 2.0 is you know, what you would say, meaningful cinema. But that is not with Shashi Kapoor. Shashi Kapoor is the only actor who would do Jab-Jab-Pool Kile and out, out, um, Householder at the same time. People don't because he never, you know, uh, he did not know how to do his own PR. But at the time, he he set up um, uh, film balas, his own uh, production uh, company, and Pratvi Theatre in the same year in 1978. And at the same time, he knew that he had to make meaningful films. But what I, what I just just am fascinated by, so here's a man who is doing Pyar Ja, who is doing Jab Jab Phool um, Khile, who is doing Aamne um, Samne. The same guy, and he looks so convincing in those films. And then he goes and does Junoon. I mean, look at him as Javed Khan in Junoon which amazing. was based uh, on Ruskin Bond's Flight of Pigeons. It's amazing. But what I Or do, even Kalyug. Or even for Kalyug that. for that matter, New Delhi Times. I have even recommended New, Dita- New Delhi Times before that as Vikas Pandey, the only film he got um, um, uh, a national be. award for. But, and he was so committed to the craft that even though he would play second fiddle to Amitabh Bachchan, it didn't matter. He shone. He would even, to stand in a scene and be remembered for his scene against Amitabh Bachchan is something that
0: is committed to his own So one of my first introductory scenes of Shashi Kapoor my mom is a big fan of Kabhi Kabhi so the pre-climax was the first scene that I saw shine, and you see Shashi Kapoor in that scene yeah. when he finds out that Rakhi and yeah. Amitabh were lovers yeah. oh my god I he know. just steals the thunder I from Amitabh Bachchan and, and and the thing is uh, sorry to interrupt yeah. because that scene is almost tailor made for Bachchan because after Shashi Kapoor's outburst yeah. Amitabh Bachchan has to say he has the most powerful lines yeah. and he um, Amitabh Bachchan says it with this diction and stuff yeah. like that but usse pehle jo, the, the character of Shashi because he's always this vivacious yeah, over the top well, character and you to, to emote grief yeah. when you are completely over the top how yeah, you do that, that is, is amazing
1: you know inc- it is it is and to be able because he was so committed to his craft he didn't it's a care tragedy he didn't, because he said I am from the theater i do not always have to he be was a theater scene i do not always have to be the leading man i just have to have my scenes That's what he came up with. Not many people can do that. He said, I do not care about whether I'm the leading man, whether I'm the second lead, third lead, fourth lead. I just want my five scenes and I want them. And And he would completely. And to sum up
0: the Shashi Kapoor uh, uh, Amitabh Bachchan controversy or non-troversy. Uh, you look no further than Divar when Amitabh yeah. gives a monologue and Shashi Kapoor's one line One line, still remembered remember. Yeah, the and mind. you
1: know that's that's me and I have all I've said this on record that Amitabh's angry young man would not have worked had it not been for Shashi Kapoor can,
0: can I tell can I tell you one thing apart from uh, the other directors who understood in terms of mainstream no one understood it more than Yash Chopra
1: Yash Chopra won, yes Yes, he did. He did some of his best work uh, with Yash Chopra. Because agree. Trishul, Trishul, uh, b- Divar,
0: Divar uh,
1: and don't forget, Dusra Admi also came from Yash. Uh, Ramesh Talwar, stable Ramesh Talwar, but it was produced by. Um, and uh, Yash ironically,
0: Chobar. I saw uh, Ramesh Talwar's play in Prithvi Theatre the uh, last time I was in Mumbai. Yeah, it was a terrible yeah, play. Yeah. But,
1: but sorry, here is here is here is what I want to pay <laughs> and um, bring and uh, bring attention to people because a lot of people don't know this and this over oh, there's one generation that is completely uh, thing, younger generation of filmmakers. If you are listening to this podcast let me give you a film idea go and make a film on Shashi Kapoor and Jennifer Kendall's love story. There is probably no bigger love story in current times in the world. Mm. It is such a fascinating story. A young 18 year old Shashi Kapoor saw 23 year old Jennifer Kendall when both of them were touring with their father's company. She was touring with Shakespeareana and he was with Prithvi Theatres at that time in the early phase of Prithvi Theatres and they met and two years later they got married. He got married to Jennifer when he was 20 and she was 25 and then she died of cancer uh, tragically in 19, at the age of 51 in 1984 but the you know check out that love story and how how well that partnership did well for them so
0: <clears throat> yeah what a career what yeah, a career a, what a man what a man what a man and it's a tragedy you know uh, it's a tragedy to see him go the last um fifteen twenty years uh, it was um uh, i mean he was pretty much incapacitated last ten years he was on a he, made,
1: he made bad um, decisions he made a I, lot of money I, I, I but remember. then he made money on none, none no, of no, I films. remember I
0: think he used to come uh, there was a commercial that would come before Indian films in the 90s where Shashi Kapoor would say about smoking or, yeah. or drinking I don't, know if, yeah. I don't know if you remember yeah. so that yeah. was probably the last time I saw him on screen in terms of talking yeah. there was an NDTV interview from 2004 that NDTV played yeah. and uh, very fair, and fair because he, again he was he would not come out and Talk no, a lot. he wouldn't
1: talk about uh, himself a lot but his um you know um, partnership with uh, merchant ivory is something and, that should be talked legendary about. legendary ismail
0: merchant and, and james, james I- ivory and um uh, shakespeare uh, shakespeare wala no no it was a film from, film from, merchant, from ivory. merchant ivory and First there are yeah ivory.
1: The uh, Householder was the first and then they did Shakespeare Wala, Shakespeare Wala
0: was, was the more popular then one. Then
1: they did Heat and Dust, uh, Siddharth also came before that, but Siddharth he went all over the world. Hmm. Uh, there's one picture of him and Jennifer um, Kendall outside UN in New York, both of them holding hands and all the, um, and that's such an iconic picture to me, it's a black and white picture, Shashi Kapoor looking impossibly handsome as he was. And then his um, Jennifer standing next to him, both of them hand in hand and looking into the horizon with all the flags of United Nations and all the countries um, fluttering behind and he looking at the world I mean truly the world was his oyster I mean it was it's such an iconic picture
0: do you think had Shashi Kapoor been around right now he would have probably gotten more opportunities to shine
1: of course the six films that he made uh, 36 Chorangi Lane he was so distraught after 36 Chorangi Lane 36 Chorangi Lane was a phenomenal film i mean. I mean, truly Satyajit um and sense first. Um he said even he had to actually rent cinema halls to beg people to watch that film. Wow. He had to rent cinema halls. He has said this on record. He was he was distraught after that. But he didn't give give up? No? And then he did Utsav and then
0: he did Junoon, I heard a, uh, Junoon came uh, before um, 36, uh, 36 Chorini. Chorini. I heard uh, instance Sagar Sarhadi, the writer of Kabhi Kabhi Chandni and others yeah. said that when he was making Bazaar, Shashi Kapoor just let him borrow his equipment yeah. without any This
1: is This is very, this thing actually, in, this is a famous joke that uh, in one of the films that they were doing with Merchant Hybrid Productions, Jim, um, Ismail Merchant couldn't pay him. He didn't have the money. So he actually borrowed money from uh, Jennifer to give Shashi Kapoor. Wow. <laughs> <Do they know? laughs> Later that story came about. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I mean that is the commitment this couple had for this craft, and that's why I said all those filmmakers there. Here's your story. Go make a film story on on this.
0: I don't think anyone else could have even come up with the concept of a Prithvi theatre. No. I was talking to my aunt uh, when she she was in Mumbai and uh, she was in the car with a driver and she was on the phone and she's like uh, they saw Janki Kutir was filled up. Um, A lot of people who don't know Janki Kutir is the place where Prithvi theatre is located around the Prithvi uh, Prithvi residences Mm. and stuff and you still have to park your car pretty far away to walk because of course there are houses and all. I think JP Dutta still lives there if Mm. I'm not mistaken or OP Dutta. Anyways, um, oh, sorry not no, the kefi asmi used uh, to live there um my th- the main reason what what she was saying was that this is not just the movie industry that has come out the theater, theater world has, has come, come out. out the every person who was somehow linked to prithvi once mm-hmm. has felt a you know hi we've lost a part of us with him yeah. and that's he, the his, man, his, that's his, his, his
1: contribution legacy. to Indian cinema and to cinema in general is tremendous. India will miss him.
0: A lot of people who thought this would be an out-and-out political podcast. It isn't. isn't. It isn't. Um, And thank you for sticking uh, to the end part of it. Uh, Let's quickly go over our recommendations. Um, Of course, I mean, it would be a film from Shashi Tharoor, but uh, Shashi Shashi Kapoor. Kapoor. (laughs) I was actually going to say that, that a lot of people uh, tweeted uh, that Shashi Tharoor passed away. Um, Shashi Kapoor. No, um, another thing, um, that i wanted to talk about is i saw this uh, documentary uh, on netflix called uh, voyeur it was about this guy and there was a piece in the new yorker uh, about a guy who actually installed vents in his motel from 70s to 90s where he could watch couples get intimate from the top and he had his uh, spots up in the attic he built it himself and there was a guy uh, a journalist gay Talese or something Mm. uh, uh, who wrote about this and the guy's name was gerald foos if i'm not mistaken I mean, of course, he's a pervert, but you just have to watch that documentary. For he believes that he did some sort of a scientific thing where he actually documented evidence. But watch that people without, you know, uh, uh, without telling them or whatever. It's it's in a way it's disgusting, disturbing, but also uh, tells you a different story about. Uh, what the hell, what the hell do people think? Uh, there is a book written on it and there was a New Yorker piece that came out last year. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's a disturbing documentary. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And another thing I want to recommend this year, week is the episode of Crown. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, well, I mean, Crown season two has been uh, amazing. Uh, <laughs> there, there is this episode where Lord Mountbatten or Dicky, uh, was talking to Queen Elizabeth, saying how he and Elizabeth both married wilds, wild souls, and some wild people, and some, some of the times his wife, uh, was ostensibly cheating on him with Nero, uh, is and what the show that. alleged. And you know. th- there was a joke, very vulgar joke, so my my dad made last season as well about. Yeah. Um, Nehru and Advina uh, uh, which was fascinating I think uh, and like me and Sun- Sunanda and we were talking uh, the Brits are not squeamish about yeah. talking about this but Indian- I don't uh, think Congresses. Indian- Congress is and a lot of Indians are as well yeah. because of the repercussions that could have because this guy there was a guy who was overseeing the partition yeah. and for somebody to have an affair I mean it was it was messy in so many ways but absolutely, what's messy. history is history it was not
1: professional to say the least to have the affair with <laughs> At that time, boss's wife. No, no, boss. I wouldn't say, but <laughs> but somebody who mediator. Were, let's you know, Somebody who who um, who had keys to a lot of keys things. to a lot of things. Yeah. yeah Sunanda
0: your recommendation. My
1: recommendation this time cannot be much. Uh, thing. I um I recommend the only biography that has been written on Shashi Kapoor by a film journalist called Asim Chhabra. I've read this, it's a slim volume Mm. and you should read about this. Especially he talks about his international career, which not many people in India know. I think all the three generations have gone known shashi kapoor as only someone from Jabja phool kile and diwar and uh, trishul they do not know of his tremendous international career mm. so i would um, recommend everyone to read Asim chhabra's the household shashi kapoor the householder the star
0: Shashi so Kapoor is, he, is truly the case, you know, as I, I don't know, was it Majroo's words or something? He, yeah, he
1: he did crossover cinema when people had not even known what crossover cinema crossover is. Cinema. He did gritty political drama when Andra Kashyap was not even. Thought of born in New Delhi Times, so I mean he is
0: he's is a pack B- and a up. lot of people are who are fans of New Delhi Times. Ramesh Sharma is on Twitter. Yeah, and he actually him. wrote, he actually said that film was only
1: made because of generosity the, of um. Shishu and Shishu. there
0: are not many archives, so but uh-huh. watch it on YouTube. YouTube, you it's can. available on YouTube. So, yeah. anyways um we will plan to wrap this up in 30 minutes but when sunanda and me start talking about films and music it really stops and that, but next podcast is going to be about gujarat gujarat results yes. so please wait we might not do it next sunday but we'll do it probably after once the results are announced so yeah. till then keep tuning into to Mindmakers. we'll be back soon thank you guys